alfalfa. It's considered as a type of forage. Many people think it's also a type of grass, but it's actually from the legume family. Welcome to this episode of Healing Horses with Alicia. One of the most popular topics when it comes to horse health is food. There's just so much information out there, so many conflicting opinions out there on what we should be feeding our horses. I thought today we would talk about alfalfa. And I get a lot of questions about alfalfa. Mostly people aren't sure when to use it, how to use it, how much to feed, if they are going to feed alfalfa. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there too about alfalfa and how it should be fed. So some people like to use it for extra calories in the winter. Some people like to use it to put weight on their horses. I get questions about will it increase performance in horses? Will it provide a source of energy for them? Can it help build the top line? So that's part of that muscle building. And can it be used as a replacement for hay? Uh, Some people have actually came forward and said, like, my horse is getting chronic diarrhea and fecal water syndrome unless he's eating alfalfa. And I'll get into that in a few minutes. But what that basically tells you is what the microbial populations are doing in that hindgut. So you can go back to the episode I did on the equine microbiome to refresh your memory on why that's important. Uh, Should those bacteria be looking for alfalfa instead of fiber because a horse is designed to ferment fiber. That's where they get their energy. So let's take a look at alfalfa. It's considered as a type of forage. Uh, Many people think it's also a type of grass, but it's actually from the legume family. And other types of legumes, for humans too, include lentils, soy, and even clover. So it's not in the grass family. It's, It's aside from that, which means it has different macronutrients in it. So alfalfa contains anywhere from 14% protein on the low end to a whopping 25% in the dairy grade alfalfa. So when I'm thinking about feeding alfalfa to horses, I'm thinking about protein. And protein is also a macronutrient. It's not the same as fiber or carbohydrates or fats. So when we're looking to try and supplement our horses with more protein, alfalfa is definitely one to consider. So one of the issues with alfalfa and why it can't be used as a replacement for grass is because it's largely made up of a form of fiber called lignin and it's not digestible. That can cause issues for some horses as well and this indigestible fiber combined with high protein means that it is not a very efficient source of energy. So if you're working with performance horses or they're working hard throughout the year You know, alfalfa has a lot of benefits, but providing energy isn't one of them. You have to make sure that they're getting digestible forms of fiber to do that. And it does have nutritional benefits. So let's look at some of the benefits that alfalfa can provide your horses as a supplement for protein. That's really where I use it. It's a high protein forage, so it makes an excellent supplement for horses that are protein deficient or for horses that have higher protein requirements. So these horses may be young horses, they could be rescue horses that have just been malnourished, they just haven't had a lot of nutrition. It could be seniors. So seniors, you know, their metabolic rate slows down, they're not assimilating and absorbing nutrition as well as a younger, more thrifty horse. So seniors can sometimes definitely need more protein in their diet. 
and pregnant and lactating mares. So they require a lot of protein because they're building a horse right inside of them or they're feeding one. So uh, in some of those cases, definitely bumping up the protein is, is beneficial. Protein is essential for both the growth and repair of muscles, bone, cartilage, skin, hair, and blood. So when protein is broken down in the stomach of the horse, so that's the only place protein is digested is in the stomach. And then those polypeptides are broken down into peptides and those peptides are broken down into amino acids probably heard that term for humans as well. And those amino acids are absorbed through the intestinal lining of the small intestine. And those amino acids serve as building blocks for the rest of the horse. And they need amino acids because they help support all the tissues in the body. They also help with a lot of tissue repair. So that's why I'm talking about muscles, bone, cartilage, skin, hair, and blood. So they really are the building blocks for the body. And if horses don't have enough, they can have a lot of health issues as a result of that. Uh, proteins are also necessary for the production of enzymes, hormones, and antibodies. So really important for the immune system. So you can kind of see if a horse is deficient, there is a symptom picture emerging here weakened connective tissue, and perhaps poor immunity. Alfalfa is nutritionally dense. So that means for a smaller amount of it, there's more calories in there. Some of the nutrients that you'll find in alfalfa include calcium, magnesium, potassium, iron, phosphorus. So those are all minerals. We have lysine, which is an amino acid, vitamin C, vitamin K, and folic acid. So folic acid is, is in the B vitamin family. So one of the ways I really like to use alfalfa as a supplement is to regulate blood sugar. And this is just using food as medicine for some of these metabolic horses or really sugar sensitive horses that have a tendency to spike insulin very easily, uh, depending on what they're eating. And, and those horses, you know, they just look at grass and they blow up kind of thing. Um, if you have one, you know what I mean. So we can use protein to slow down blood sugar. And so when we're talking about sugar in the diet, it's not just about how much sugar is in something. I think there's a big misconception out there about that as well. It's about the glycemic index, which means what that blood sugar response is once the sugar is absorbed into the body. So how quickly does that blood sugar elevate? And so we really want to uh, use certain foods or use foods as medicine to slow down that sugar absorption because that is going to lower the glycemic index. So this can make it a useful dietary addition to the feed for metabolic horses if they can tolerate it. And it can also benefit performance horses whose blood sugar is fluctuating due to increased physical demands. So with some of these performance horses, you know, when they need quick spurts of energy and there's a big draw on the body, sometimes that can drop the blood sugar and then they eat and it goes back up. So you can get erratic blood sugar spikes in some of those horses as well. So those are the benefits. Now, I'm going to also talk about the risks of feeding too much alfalfa because this is really going to be based on who your horse is, what their tolerances, intolerances are, what their nutritional profile is like, like what's their history? Have they gone through periods of malnourishment? Have they had periods where they've been really deprived of protein? 
Or have they had histories of very high protein diets, which can be just as detrimental to their health? So because protein is only digested in the stomach, and the stomach is only 10% of the entire digestive system of the horse, we have to be mindful that we are not feeding 100% alfalfa diets. Because what happens is the stomach can't possibly digest all of that food before it's emptied. And then what happens is it dumps into the hindgut where it starts to putrefy and ferment. And that creates a whole other form of toxicity in the body. That's why in my programs and in my courses, we talk about feed toxicity. One of the most common sources of feed toxicity can come from very high alfalfa diets for that reason. It changes the microbial populations. It increases the acidity of the body, which also affects the microbial populations. It can also cause leaky gut, which I talk about frequently, which means over time, all those acids and bacteria start to damage that intestinal lining. So we have to be careful with how much we're feeding, how long we're feeding it, and has there been a history of protein toxicity or alfalfa toxicity for that horse? Because if there has been, they might need some extra support for detoxification. All things to consider, this is going to depend on the horse. I'm not making generalized statements about every horse in the world because that's just not practical. So the other thing that happens with too much alfalfa in the diet is a byproduct of that digestion or metabolism is ammonia. And you can smell this in horses on high alfalfa diet. Sometimes it smells like strong, like ammonia in the barn. You can't miss the smell of it. And in an enclosed space, it's actually quite damaging to the respiratory tract as well. So they're breathing and inhaling all of it. It does damage the mucosa lining as well. But inside the body, it's toxic to the liver and kidneys if it's accumulated in large amounts. And so there can be a variety of symptoms as a result of feeding too much alfalfa to your horse because there's just so much toxicity being generated not only in the hindgut, but also through the elimination organs like the liver and kidneys. And it just gets so backed up and so toxic that you'll start to see skin problems, immunity problems. There can be a whole host of immunity problems when that happens. Another thing that can happen is inflammation. So with all of that excess toxicity, one of the things that happens quite frequently, and this doesn't just apply to too much alfalfa or protein, is arthritis. And so we're always focused on the joints and we're not looking at the food. What is in this horse's diet that they may be sensitive to causing excess inflammation? I see this constantly on horses with high protein diets or horses that are just intolerant to alfalfa. There's a lot of food allergies out there that are getting missed as well. And I would say alfalfa is probably right up there as one of the most common food allergies that I see. And I mean, allergies to the point where they eat it and they blow up. They eat it, they're stiff and sore. They eat it, they get very anxious or hot. There's an immediate reaction usually for these horses that are sensitive to it. And of course, with that inflammation piece, you get that arthritis, but you also get laminitis. So horses that have a tendency to go laminitic, maybe they're sugar sensitive or maybe they're not. Uh, but I have worked with a lot of horses where the owners say, as soon as I feed alfalfa, their feet get sore. 
And so you got to watch for these things. And it's also a good idea to play around with some of these diets, you know, like switching hay, for example, you know, do you know how much protein is in your hay? Finding a lower protein hay might be helpful for them because they might be sensitive to the alfalfa in there, depending on the levels. If you are ready to dive into the world of holistic horse health and all it has to offer, I invite you to join me for my 12-week online signature program, Healing Horses Zairway. This program only runs once per year, and I'm excited to announce the doors are now open to welcome the class of 2024. Registration is now open. Inside, you'll learn how to formulate natural health programs using diet, lifestyle, single nutrients, herbs, and homeopathic remedies. And this course will also empower you with the tools and confidence you need to make informed decisions and take charge of your horse's health. If you want to learn more or you're ready to register, you can look in the show notes for the links. There's one link that will take you to a page to learn more about the program and how it's run. And the other link is just to get registered right away. I can't wait to welcome you. So if you know that your horse has a history of being on a high protein or high alfalfa diet, uh, one of the things I would definitely do is correct the diet, right? So you want to pull back on the alfalfa. And one thing owners can be concerned about is like, yeah, but where are they going to get their protein? Like, don't worry about that right now because they're not even digesting it properly. They're so toxic that they're not even probably getting any nutrition from it. So first, you got to correct the toxicity piece. Then you can go on to kind of find ways to deliver protein in a healthy level once the body's reaction has calmed down. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is to choose things or put things in their program that help detoxify the liver and the kidneys. There's a lot of different herbs out there that you can look at. But of course, I like plants. Uh, They're very detoxifying. Uh, They're really good um, at helping out with a lot of that. And there's also nutrients too. And this is all going to depend on the horse and the health profile um, and all of that. So I can't give you specific instructions exactly, but just things to start looking to when you're deciding on how to kind of mop up some of that toxicity. One of the things I can say you can consider is milk thistle, dandelion root, Juniper berries for the kidneys are, can be really helpful. How much, of course, is going to depend on the situation, the size of the horse, um, or if you can find some blends that are nice, that have like a nice blend of herbs in there as a kidney detox or liver detox, that can be very useful. One of the ones um, that I really like to use, and I don't know what it is about this particular combination, but I find it just really is helpful for many horses is the uh, Reva's Remedies Kidney Care. And I just like it because it's good for the kidneys, but also the plants in there are good for the liver too. So I kind of, you can kind of hit two birds with one stone there. So the other piece uh, for alfalfa and one of the risks to feeding too much uh, alfalfa is it requires a lot of calcium to buffer the acidic metabolites. The irony of this is that a lot of people like to use alfalfa for ulcers because of the calcium content in it, because calcium helps buffer acids. So, of course, ulcers, the acidity of the stomach is a big part of that health problem. So, adding extra calcium to the diet can be an antacid, just like for humans. But when you are feeding so much alfalfa, 
sometimes the opposite can happen and it can backfire because now you're creating a whole bunch of other acidic metabolites from the protein metabolism. And now it's requiring more calcium than even the alfalfa can provide or that the body has to give. And when this happens, it starts to pull calcium out of the places in the body that has a lot of calcium and that's the bones. So bones, joints and muscles is where calcium comes from. This is particularly a problem if you have horses with poor bone strength, bone remodeling. So if you have done radiographs on their hooves, for example, and you know that there's remodeling happening, whether it's side bone, ring bone, ski tips on the end of the coffin bone, and yes, trim, the concussive forces all play a big role in that. But it can also be because those bones are just weaker because of the acidity in the body, which is contributing to more inflammation and pulling more calcium out of the bones. So we don't want that situation or that chemistry happening, especially in horses that are trying to recover from a lot of these pathologies. That being said, you know, horses with arthritis generally is just joint inflammation. So is there degeneration there where there's just a joint weakness now? There's actual pathology. That's just something always to consider uh, in all horses because calcium deficiencies can and do exist. And also teeth. You know, are their teeth weak? Are you know, I was talking to an equine dentist and she said sometimes you can feel the softness of the teeth even though they're they're mature horses. So are they breaking easily? Do you know that your horse is fracturing their bones more easily than they should? Like just microfractures. So all those things can indicate a weakness in the bones and there can be a connection if you know that there's a history of too much alfalfa, too much protein, or perhaps, you know, some people just say, well, I'm feeding 100% alfalfa because it's the only thing he'll eat, or it's the only thing that prevents diarrhea or fecal water. And what that really is telling you is that that hindgut is unhappy. The microbial populations aren't healthy enough to be fermenting fiber, digestible fiber, the way they need to be. And so my focus uh, would always be on supporting that hindgut in those particular situations. So that's what I wanted to talk about today for alfalfa. I don't want to add too much more to this because there was a lot of technical details I included in this one. But next week, I'm going to split it up a little bit and I'm going to really focus on protein deficiencies. So I'm going to give you a symptom picture of a horse that would be protein deficient. I can probably even give you an example and how to start recognizing that. So maybe your horse never has had enough protein in their diet. You have the opposite issue. And I don't want anybody listening to this, you know, because I just focused on protein toxicity to be afraid of alfalfa. A lot of horses do wonderful on it. It can be really helpful. But when we're talking about incorporating it into the diet, you just want to use it as a supplement. It should never be used as a staple. And you always want to watch for allergies because horses have allergies to a lot of other things too. Alfalfa just happens to be a common one. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thanks for tuning in and we'll return next week for some more on protein. Protein.